0: everyone hope you're well episode one a new hope i mean technically the phantom menace is episode one so that joke's a bit redundant but anyway it's episode one of the shape through fake podcast my guest today is josh he sings in a band called a new hope i've been lucky enough to have seen this band live a few times and i've got to know them they're really good in my opinion and this is what they sound like Enjoy the episode. All their links will be in the description of the YouTube video. Audio only. Go and find at A New Hope UK on Instagram and Facebook. Remember to check out shape3fate.com. Let me know any feedback because this is the first one. So if we're going to change it, now's probably the time. Cheers for listening. Enjoy. Josh George from A New Hope. Hello hello how are we doing
1: all good all good good to be here thank good. you for having me on
0: you are the first so
1: oh, the first, first of many i hope
0: yeah it's either going to go tits up but it does mean that we get the chance to uh set any traditions
1: oh okay set some yeah we're going to set some traditions that's fine by me
0: well, i guess the best place to start is you're currently in a band called a new hope is that your only band or has that been your only band?
1: No, I played in bands all my life. Um, from when I was like a, probably like twelve years old, I think I was in a band called Watershed. Um, like when I was twelve, we played. We used to rent out village halls and play to our mates with like Metallica cover bands and stuff like that. We wrote our own material, but it was pretty bad. I'm pretty sure, like, whatever it was we liked at the time was, like, flavour of the month. So probably one year we'd be playing, like, really bad, like, rap metal, like, around the time that, like, Limp Bizkit and, like, Kennedy's soundtrack were out. And then uh, we probably graduated onto to some other stuff um and moved through, through that for ages. And then I was in, like, several other bands from that, like, all with weird names. Nightfall, to Finish, Tiger Junction Street.
0: Always a single, or did you play a...
1: I used to play bass. I played bass for years actually. I played bass until probably until I joined Tigers of Junction Street. Um all the way up to that. I used to play bass and sing. Um I used to love doing that actually. But then I don't know what it was. I was I've never been like traditionally musical in the way that I can't really read music or anything like that. I don't really understand scales and notes. I was pretty bad at writing bass like lines. So my guitarist used to kind of write a basic bass line, but I was quite good at then kind of expanding on that and playing around with it. So I knew where like the root notes had to be. I'd kind of write from that. Um, so, a guitarist would kind of like be like, Yeah, here's the root notes. This is where you'll play. Here, here's the positions on the bass. And then I'd kind of just like move on from that. Um, but yeah, when I stopped playing bass, I tried to pick up a bass like a couple of months ago, just to have a little twang on it during lockdown again. It was absolutely fucking atrocious.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So then. <laughs> I wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> I want to see that. Next time we meet up, you're slapping the bass for me.
1: I'll do that, of course. If you want, if you want to see just something truly terrible, I'll do that for you.
0: We'll go in a room. Just me and you, and if anyone asks, we're just going in there for a slap.
1: That's fine. No, yeah, no one will question. No, none of the people we know will question that at all. To be fair, they won't They'll be like that's
0: perfectly normal. That's perfectly normal. Yeah,
1: let them go. They'll be back in a bit.
0: So on to a new hope then. Yes. Were a new hope a band when you joined, or was it uh, from the ground up?
1: No, it was not from the ground up. It wasn't really even a band. So um, before we met you guys, we were just. I'm trying to think. We kind of met you really at the kind of start of us making music. Uh, we haven't been doing it for that long, I guess, across the board. But I, when I moved from Buckinghamshire to Hereford, where I used to live, um, when I lived in Bucks, I was in a band called Tigers of Junction Street. We did a weekender with a band called This Is Shark Country, which had Jamie and Ben, who were in A New Hope, in. Um, uh, and we did a weekender and a couple of other shows and stuff, and got on with them with, weirdly enough that they kind of remembered us. And um, Jamie said, Oh, I've always kind of wanted to do something a bit more like kind of pop punky, um, but still heavy. If you're interested, let me know. I said, yeah, if you ever do it, hit me up. And I think after I've been in Hereford for probably like... I mean, Christ, I must have been here for five years, maybe. Five years, probably. Uh, he messaged me out of the blue and was like, oh, can you um maybe do some uh, demos for us on some music we've got? I said, yeah, come up for the weekend. If you want to live in Hereford now, it's about an hour and a half from you. Let's uh, let's do it. And at the time, <laughs> I was renting this weird fucking house with uh, a couple of my mates that had this... um. Giant like sofa pit in it. Have you ever seen like kind of? You remember, have you ever seen the film Sexy Beast <laughs> with Ben Kingston and Rick? I can't, so I nice can't say I have. I Ray can Winston. imagine a Sorry. sofa pit.
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: like this weird, like kind of East End London gangster style thing. I'm not sure like why the owner had it in there, but yeah, I brought them to my house, which at the time had this giant sofa pit in the middle of this cavernous living room and looked like some kind of really dodgy porn set. And I recorded a couple of New home demos and it just went from there. So yeah, that, that's that, that's the history of it.
0: So you say when, because we played shows in, oh, I can't remember, it must have been January 2018 or 2019. I can't even remember.
1: 2019, 2019. So yeah. if,
0: if at that point you'd not been going very long and I did have this written down as a point I was going to make, how were you already banned from one of the venues on that run? <laughs> <laughs> because I remember it was us, Priest to Pilots and you, and we were booked for Bournemouth, london and newbury and you can play the london show because you're banned from it i realised why you were banned from it after playing there <laughs> yeah is, it, is, there um, any, is there any more to that yeah. story or were you just too loud
1: yes no no it was uh, the uh, <laughs> it's in chelsea wasn't it i've got what it's called now it's on the edge of chelsea and what's yeah. the venue called Cause i'm happy to name and shame those pricks now, as, as I'll say, I'll just say now. As a venue, the, the you know the bar staff, all lovely. The guys who were there, the, you know, there was no, no problem with anyone there. But we turned up, um, and that was probably the first run of shows we did. Really, it was on the first run of shows that we were doing. Um, we'd done maybe a couple in the summer before, and we're just trying to get into kind of doing shows at the time. Um, <laughs> we went to do our sound I think the same thing that you did. Um, <laughs> Chris obviously normally you soundcheck the drums first. Drums came on. Chris was just hitting them. Just. Uh, Doing, you know, hitting the toms, hitting the kick, hitting the cymbals, and then obviously the sound tech guy's like, right, can you just play the kit, work the kit for a couple of minutes? Let's just dial it all in and see where we're at. So he starts hitting the kit, and within like 10 seconds, this dude comes bowling down the stairs because it's a, sub, a subterranean venue in the basement, and he's just like, whoa, 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 guys, 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 that is too loud. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't play, you can't play drums like that. Um, can you play them quietly, please? And where they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, can you, can you, can you play it all? You play it all really quietly, please, because uh, upstairs is a bar, you know, and um, then above that is a theatre, and it's just going to disturb the performances in the theatre. Like between two floors, apparently, if we we're playing drums down there. Um, I mean, I don't really know why we got. I do know why we got a bar for it actually, but like, um, <laughs> it's, it's unrelated. it's because so, we, we were too
0: loud, obviously.
1: It's because we were too loud. The the dude basically. When we, we said that after that, we we we'd spoke for a little bit, and we had a lot of backing tracks and stuff. Even at that point, that we. Um, we kind of played and during the sound check and stuff like that, it was just super raids. like she was trying to hit the drums, like <laughs> softly with a drumstick. So as you can imagine, if your drummer is just, especially like, you know, for kind of the kind of band we are. So we we're like, are you sure, you know, what kind of bands are playing tonight? Cause it's, um, you know, we, we're not really the heaviest band that's here. Um, and we certainly weren't the loudest. So, I um, but we didn't know what was going to happen anyway. Um, we said, look guys, we're not going to play tonight. Um, we just think it's just kind of stupid to try and play the drum kit quietly and have to have everything dialed down like we're playing like an acoustic show. If you wanted us to do that, we'd happily do it. But we need to know beforehand because we've not got all the right kit for it. Um, anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, we stayed for the rest of the show. We didn't like do the classic asshole band thing of fucking off after like you know, as soon as you've done your set or whatever like that. Um, I think we were meant to be on third or second. Uh, and we stayed to the end anyway. And I think Brady was driving because he does a lot of the driving for the band. Everyone else got real drunk, so we like we we must have pumped probably like 150 quid into the bar because it's like Chelsea prices. It's not, it's not cheap. So they, you know, not only did we, you know, do the right thing to send around what's the other bands, and we like obviously because we're absolutely smashed, we're all like hooting and hollering being like super supportive of these people anyway. But then I think like towards the end of the evening, the bar manager was getting kind of. I mean, a dude just stood there in this big, like, kind of like faux fur jacket with like a large XL glass of like white wine and this massive, like, like top loader carrot hairstyle. Like, I was just like, fucking hate this dude. And I think that, like, I think the actual reason we got banned was because Chris Sheen was vaping inside. Um, And I I, I mean, he was being pretty discreet, but obviously he shouldn't have been doing it. And I think that they said, obviously, you you know, it's no smoking venue regardless of what you're doing. Um, And then I think because. The bar manager got annoyed about that. At the time, we had a temporary guitarist because Ben was having his first kid. Ash was playing for us, and Ash messaged the bar manager on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> Real pissed at, like, three in the morning. Um, probably just calling him a or something like that. Yeah,
0: because we had that problem. So we soundcheck there, and the guy came running down. He's like, no, there's a, an open mic night on the second floor, so you can't make noise like that and <laughs> i don't
1: know what bands are fucking I booking know. there like
0: and isaac said well look how many people are down here putting money behind the bar and there's like two upstairs like surely you should focus down here so i mean, we just went on and we we're like if we get kicked off it's going to be like rock as fuck like yeah yeah
1: being too loud
0: absolute spinal tap moment yeah i'll go down swinging
1: In retrospect, we should have played because the other bands that were playing, all lovely guys, the Visitors, I think, who've just broken up. And I can't remember the other band, but they were, like, really nice guys and girls, like, really good as well. They just played their music at whatever volume they wanted, and no one complained. And I think because the bar was pumping and, like, they were making money, he kind of realised that, you know, there's obviously, yeah, a lot of, like, upstairs there were, you know... It was pretty sparsely populated by some probably well-to-do Chelsea couples there in their power suits and, uh, you know, having some cocktails. And, yeah, it's definitely not the right ambience for them if they can hear a load of raucous shit from below. But, like, you know, you don't... Well, surely you do some research on what bands are playing in your venue before you start leasing it out to them, right? Yeah, Rather I would have thought, them so in like, after.
0: as, soon as you, all you had to do was go in the room and see, oh, there's about 60 people down here. I've got two people at the main bar. Yeah. But I'm going to tell the sixty people that they can't have a good time, and the band's got to turn down. It makes no sense to me.
1: No, uh, I think the guy was just a fucking wally. To be honest, like that's probably the, the politest way. So
0: yeah, maybe we'll go back. We'll go back and be like, "All right, we got unfinished business, mate. We're not here for a
1: gig." Yeah. <laughs> we just maybe we should do our own kind of interpretive dance in the theatre section at the top floor above and lease that out but you know obviously it's just all us blundering around like a bunch of idiots ruining the time of the people below if so he becomes and tells us to turn it down
0: i wanted to go up there they wouldn't let me up there so i don't know what, what what's up there i know they there's said a, it was there's a theater.
1: theater yeah there's a theater on the top we did go up there because uh, we thought that's where we were playing originally because it's not advertised there's a, a venue below there's just the bar and then stairs up and i was like okay oh, it's got to be above right so yeah. there's a cool little stage up there actually it's a decent little spot
0: yeah i I wanted to have a look, but they locked the door for some reason. I'm assuming it's because there was nothing on. They don't want idiots just running around in the theatre. I'm going to try and bring this tradition in because I know Frank, our guitar player, loves a venue toilet. Like, he will <laughs> rate venue toilets. So, of the venues you've played, what's had the worst toilet?
1: Ah, oh, fucking hell, Suburbia, Southampton. For sure, man. Suburbia as a venue is sick. Like, really good venue. Like, really, really like playing there, Um but the toilets, every time we played there, it's been, like, after a club night. Oh. Okay. Um, and it just, like, oh, man, the last time we went there, like, the, there's only one uh, cubicle um, in the male toilets and a kind of standard big urinal trough. And the big urinal trough was blocked with sick still. This is the following day <laughs> at, like, fucking 7 o'clock at night. And the fucking toilet had shit all over the fucking walls and floor in there. And...
0: I don't think I actually went in the toilet, sir.
1: Well, how would you go for a whole show without going for a wee?
0: because I think we went to get food so I then took my opportunity to go then.
1: Ah, clever man. Clever man.
0: I think so from what I remember Frank's favorite is um the sanctuary in Basingstoke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that place is pretty rough as well to be honest. Because
0: you play on the floor and the toilet <laughs> yeah. is literally behind the stage and the yeah, door was broken. In <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't great.
1: So I think when we played there the door was still was fixed still. So, like, that that wasn't too bad. But if it's broken, that's even worse. It's just, like, just people having a piss in there while you're doing you, your set on the floor in front of them.
0: We'll move away from toilets now.
1: <laughs> <and talk. laughs> I've just, just had my fruit and fiber, mate. I don't yeah, know right. if you want to talk about it. We'll, yeah.
0: talk, we'll talk about bands or the <laughs> band. So, I mean, one of the questions, and I've always mentioned it because it's just, like, a built-in joke. Is a New Hope a Star Wars reference?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um I mean, it could be like our favourite Vanna album. <laughs> they have an album called uh, "A New Hope." From,
0: oh, do they? Yeah. I yeah. see. I'm I'm more clued up on geeky Star Wars and music, so.
1: Well, yeah, I'm definitely more of a Star Wars fan. No, it's it's hundred percent Star Wars. We we had we had a load of names in the pot, and I think basically, um, at the time, I think it was just me, Ben, and Jamie in the band. We hadn't got Chris, Brady, or Ali at the time recruited into doing any of the stuff. So it was just the three of us working on it. And I think Jamie wanted to call it that. I think. um... And we were all like, yeah, that's cool, we love Star Wars, so let's do it. Little did we know that, like, obviously, it's a terrible thing to call yourself, because if you type and you hope into any kind of search engine or anything online, it just brings up Star Wars clips and Star Wars references. So if you're actually trying to find our band on anything other than Spotify, it's a fucking nightmare. So, yeah, I think in later years when we were trying to, like, <laughs> get a bit of, like, search engine optimization going so people could find our music if they wanted to, we were like, okay, that's a bit fucking Yeah, shit.
0: you've picked a big, like, a big titan to go up against with the name
1: uh well we we have like a trademark on our name now really? uh, yeah, um we we're advised to do it, especially after all the kind of recent stuff in the the British music industry with smaller bands, having somebody else take their trademark and uh giving them a cease and desist just in this country to spite them things like that so we ha- we have a trademark on the on on that for the purpose of using it as a band name, so that 's kind of um that's okay. No one else can use A New Hope, but we can't also be sued by Disney for it, so that's good.
0: I mean, I personally would have gone for the brand name A Phantom Menace, but... Or is it, or is it The Phantom Menace? I don't know.
1: It's, it's The Phantom Menace.
0: Yeah, there's me saying how, like, clued up I am on Star Wars. I've got the fucking name wrong.
1: Phantom Menace, that makes it sound like a lot of weird stalkers, though, doesn't it? Like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'd have to play like Norwegian blackmail or something exactly
1: yeah 100% a <laughs> shed load of makeup live just like cake it on really kind of like goth out for that and then it would make sense we thought new hope was kind of uh a bit kind of like more lighthearted. I think there was also kind of like obviously the internal memes in the band flying around being like yeah yeah we're a new hope for music mate that's what it is like just obviously it's a piss take um it <laughs> kind of uh, it ca- came through from that. And yeah, that was it. It just, once it stuck and Jamie had done a couple of pieces of like promo artwork, it was pretty much impossible for us to like call ourselves anything else because then you've been referring to yourself as it for like fucking three months yeah, or whatever. Right. It's, it's not going to change. I, I meant to ask you guys as well, actually. I would say, I know this is um, for your, you know, you've got a variety of different musical endeavours, but I always wondered where Erica Drive came from.
0: <laughs> uh, it was a last minute conversation we had after we'd recorded our first EP. Yeah. Erica Drive was a road that I lived on.
1: Uh, okay. Well, so it's, very,
0: it's Yeah, we, we were, like, sc- scratching around for names. One that was going to be the name was Chasing Amy. We were called Chasing Amy for a bit. And all the files from the studio came back as Chasing Amy.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed the Erica Drive, name. I thought it was good. Uh, I just always wondered where it came from. I meant to ask you last time I saw you, but um, I was pretty too pissed and forgot.
0: It was a long time ago as well.
1: Oh, ages ago. I can't
0: even remember the last time. Was it the Newbury show?
1: I think it probably would have been the Newbury show, yeah?
0: Yeah, that was our first show as a four piece.
1: That was good, actually. You guys played the best out of everyone that night. You had a really good set, considering that it was an AIDS venue and an AIDS set up as well. Like, it sounded.
0: What's your opinion on bands running over? Do you, do you remember? I remember you were fuming at this. I don't know if you remember it. The band that went on before us, so everyone was due to play like 40 minute set. And the band, because you played, <laughs> and then another band played, and we were sat outside like, okay, well, we're going on last. The last
1: oh, fucking shit. This band, band had been a, on for like an hour and 20 I'm a, minutes. I'm going to fucking name and shame those guys as well, because those guys, <laughs> those guys were Afraid, like I've, I've not seen head nor tail of them since. Um, I guess I'm giving them free promo here. By worst case, their name. I'll
0: beep it, I'll, ble- I'll bleep it out. It's fine, okay. Nope,
1: they're called <laughs> are a bunch of fucking massive, self-aggrandizing, egotistical assholes who deserve nothing but hatred and pain. No one's playing fucking like pop scar and fucking 2021. <laughs> Fuck off, yeah. Um, I
0: just remember you got really angry because we were supposed to go on. It's like they've been on for like an hour and 20 minutes now.
1: Yeah, so they, they, they played over their set time. They ignored the request from the sound guy and other people on the side of the stage to stop playing. Did and they actually
0: then, get told to stop playing? I thought yeah, they... Yeah, yeah,
1: no, oh. yeah. The, the as in, Jamie asked them to stop playing. The sound guy said, guys, your set should have ended 10 minutes ago. Can you wrap it up? They just carried on playing. And the guy was like... The sound guy, luckily, on the song they stopped on, he said, if they go to start playing another one, I'm going to kill the PA because they've had like way more than their time and yeah. obviously you guys only got like 20 minutes of set time or 15 minutes of set time or something stupid like that because of them and it was just stupid that they'd they'd gotten away with it and then they had the gall afterwards the fucking gall to like th- the, throughout everyone else's sets uh, we played at like a snooker club so there was like a, a kind of ramp on the way and a big set of stairs and stuff through everyone else's sets they sat outside on the steps I mean like whatever you know the artistic statement they were like obviously kind of meant to be like kind of fun kind of like scar poppy kind of band um, and they're all wearing like gloves of like plastic accessories like a big plastic clock like Flavor Flav and like a load of kind of like colorful Hawaiian shirts and shit and they were just like sat outside on the stairs every time you come through they'd be like oh, that's a really good set mate it's a really good set and they were saying it to the other bands that had played and I knew that they hadn't fucking watched them because I I'd just I'd, I'd been out for like a piss I think I vaped at the time like before I quit smoking properly and I'd been out like for a vape and stuff like in between like some songs for, for some of the other bands and they'd been out there the entire time they hadn't watched a single of the band and they were fucking just being like yeah yeah great set guys great set it's just like what a bunch of penises man
0: <laughs> yeah but, i remember it happening because i remember you were getting furious at them
1: oh well you I, well, weirdly enough the one thing that remembers for that evening is that i was going to go and talk to them and you're like Date mate just just leave me be <laughs> I was like, going I was on my way over to be like, you guys are a bunch of fucking dickheads, and like, I mean, I'm I'm not a particularly confrontational person, to be honest. With you. It's not really in my nature to give people shit, especially people I don't know. Um, but that just wound me up the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the music industry, like, especially at our level, like, you know, small bands and stuff like that, is everyone's in the same boat, and there's always, uh, I'd say, a, a certain level of competition between other bands because. It's like your artistic endeavour. You want to be better than other people at doing it. You don't want to be like, I, I, you know, I, th- I think that's relatively healthy because it drives you to try and be better and do better. Um, but it shouldn't come at the expense of shitting on other people that you're playing with because ultimately you're in the same boat. You're all getting paid, you know, little to nothing or just fuel or whatever covers your early shows. And you're all kind of like trying to create a decent live performance and have fun with the people you know around you. Yeah,
0: so I would have thought like the last thing you want is a bad rep. Like, well, especially yeah. at that stage. The last thing you want is, oh, I'm not booking them because they fucking run over and or they, they leave after they play. They don't watch anyone else. Like truly, that's not a rep to have.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're exactly right there. Uh, you don't want to kind of like annoy other bands because loads of stuff getting onto shows is word of mouth from other bands you play with as well. It's not just like yeah. venues and, and venue bookers. It's like, oh, we played with those guys. They were nice blokes. Put in a good show or whatever. Like, that's how we met you guys and stayed in contact with you hopefully and same with like Basement League and stuff it's just yeah. from kind of getting on I,
0: I think the worst thing about that the weight was because it was our first show as a four-piece I was shitting it like I, I'm never <laughs> never normally nervous before a show but I'm like this has gone on forever and now we're gonna have to go and we're a four-piece like first time ever we've just lost like our backing singer and our third guitarist it's like I just want to know if it's shit or not. I just want to get that out of the way. I want to find out now if it's shit.
1: You guys so. are really good. Um, you put on a really good show. And everyone uh, rated it, even though it was obviously a horribly short set for you guys. <laughs> uh, the, the loads of people came up to us afterwards and were like, yeah, they re- that was really good. Who are those guys? Like, obviously, because Jamie knew a lot of people from Newby. There were people who were asking him who you guys were. So it went down really well as a show, um, even though it was brief. And uh, in closing, fuck
0: no. Right, so we touched on the writing, and I pointed out that I wasn't recording, so now is the time where we can talk about the writing process and it's recording, because I've just checked. Yes, yeah. So, Um, A New Hope's writing process, hit me with it. So,
1: um, it's pretty simple, really. Um, It's me and Ben, (laughs) 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 Uh, basically. Jamie does come up with some ideas, which she sends to Ben, and Ben ignores. Um, Not because they're bad, just because uh, I think Ben's quite um, uh, set in his ways about how he writes songs, I guess, maybe. I I'm not sure. That, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, ben writes the drums, the bass, the guitars, um, and then sends them to me, and then I record the vocals, all the harmonies. I come up with any. I don't come up with all the screaming parts. Ali, he's come up with. He. I did write all the screaming parts for him before, um, but now he's kind of <clears throat> moving more into that kind of driving seat <clears throat> um, and doing a bit more of his own writing, and that's it. We then send it to the the kind of group chat uploaded them into dropbox and see what everyone's saying and change stuff from there we tend to very rarely change song structure unless we really don't like it um i think ben's kind of probably does a few iterations on his own before he puts out the the great unwashed is the band so it's kind of like already at a stable point and that's it brady does uh harmonies live um along with our backing tracks um obviously you know not diminishing jamie sheen or ali's talents or brady's talent they're all all very good at what they do um But they they have an opportunity to get involved in the writing process. It's not something that's kind of like a (laughs) dictatory attitude towards (laughs) it. If they want an input, they can. I think, you know, for the most part, they're just happy with what Ben's doing, really. Um, And if they want anything changed from what I'm doing, they ask and we change it. So, yeah, Yeah, that's it, really.
0: The first time I was told that we were playing shows with you, the first thing I did was go and listen to you. And I think from listening to you then to the new stuff, it's got, I know it's still you, but like you've taken it up a level, I think. Like big, time, like big time?
1: Really kind to say, because I mean, that's, I don't know, lockdown's definitely kind of changed my approach towards writing now in that I used to be a very prolific writer and that as soon as I heard something, I'd have an idea for a hook or a melody, and then I'd kind of flesh around it straight away, and it would be the lyrics I think of afterwards and kind of like mould stuff to my melody rather than doing anything the other way. But I kind of, I got hit with a load of anxiety, weird personal anxiety during lockdown. I'm not really sure why, because I worked throughout most of it, so... I'm not sure what it was about. But um, I think just general stuff, my personal life, things like that, that kind of personal circumstances that changed during that period of time, that made me really um, question a lot of the stuff I was doing and be really unhappy with it. And I think right at the start of the first lockdown, I, I had COVID, and it really did a number on my lungs. Like, even now, you can hear my voice is a bit kind of nasally and gravelly, and I've been kind of, like, we're a year down the line from when I had it. I'm still kind of coughing up a bit of horrid phlegm and stuff. Um, uh I had it quite bad, I think, because um, I was. I, mean, I had a fever for about a week, which isn't too bad. I didn't have to go on a ventilator or anything, because um, it was right at the start of it. There wasn't a lot of government advice. Um, and the day that I called, like, the uh, the hospital, basically, to be like, yeah, this isn't normal. I've had a fever for like five days now and I feel terrible, um, was the day that my fever subsided. <laughs> so I was like, well, no point in calling them now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a, a different story, but that thats that gave me a load of. Um, weird anxiety about writing. and I think my writing has been a bit more considered. So, obviously, we're writing... We were. We have enough songs to release an album, but we're probably just going to release an EP um, and kind of pick our favourite five songs and then work on the others and re-refine them and use them as bases for, like, go on the next one. And I don't think we're big enough to release an album yet, and as much as we want to do it for our own personal goals um we all kind of would love to have an album that we've worked on like you know 10 tracks of solid music that we like i think it's probably easier for us to refine five songs we really like and then keep the other kind of like six on the back burner
0: i mean i would love to release an album one of my things is i want to put an album out and go into hmp and buy it that'd be sick like i don't know whether albums are the thing anymore like
1: they're definitely Everyone's not doing I mean, singles, aren't they? We, I don't think we'd even release it as an album if we did it. We just wanted to have an album's worth of songs and then release them over like a year, like so we had content, was what yeah, our plan yeah. was. So, obviously, like you got to keep kind of some content flowing, and we've historically been kind of lazy at stuff like that, we're getting on top of it now, but um. Yeah, we, we wanted to just release them as singles, then maybe keep like three songs for the end and release it on and Spotify as an album with like three songs that hadn't been heard on there. Yeah, yeah. But then you kind of like you know you're holding like three really good songs in reserve to try and get people to listen to your album rather than using them as lead singles, which is <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll just do an EP and release them all as singles and have five songs as content <laughs> released over the coming months <laughs> instead. Which is which is all pretty much written anyway. It's just a case of us um, hashing out some final bits and sending it off for mixing now.
0: Right. So, with the recording process, talk to me about this Purple Room. Because from what I gathered from what you said, you do all the vocals and stuff down here.
1: Yeah, so behind me, uh, if there's video to this podcast, then you'll be able to see me pointing. If not, then directly behind me is a a booth, a vocal booth. Um, And obviously I use my computer, and there's a couple of studio monitors behind that as well, Um, kindly donated from Brady um, to track. So we track through Reason, track all of our stuff so ben will track all the guitars and bass and stuff and then use a uh, sequence kit um and do all the editing of the guitars and bass and then we'll do all the editing of the vocals all the standard stuff you have to do comping you know we don't do any tuning on them that gets done by the guys do the mastering if there's any tuning that needs to be done but obviously you won't get to the point where it's near perfect before you're sending it off anyway so that's the process really we record the Instruments at Ben's place. He does them all there. He's got his own kind of little office in his garage where he records all that stuff. Um, and then, normally, Ali or Brady will come up and help me track the vocals because sometimes it's a bit of a two-man job. Not as in <laughs> two people to record. I do all the demos on my own, but when you're trying to nail down takes for um, the final, final kind of um, set of files that are going out, it's better to have somebody else who's not you being critical of it, of your takes. Yeah. I find. I don't know about you, but I mean, you're a bit more consistent at me than singing. Um, but I think it's like easier to have a second set of ears to go, oh, that's a little bit sharp there, oh that's a little bit flat, or oh, that harmony's not quite on. And obviously, you can solo, you know, if you're doing double takes, you'll solo both your double takes together so you can hear that they're perfectly in line. when I mean, you're solo, your harmony's in line with it to make sure that there's no off notes and all that kind of stuff. But still, just like the delivery and intonation, I think it's good to have somebody else there to be like, oh, you know, give that a bit more beans, you know, make that a bit louder, that should be a bit more aggressive there, sort of thing.
0: Yeah i find that like i like to have someone there who's i oh, try it this way try it this way try it this way because i'm so i get very set in my ways so i'll sing it once and be like right that's how it's going to be in the final <laughs> and then somebody else will throw an idea i'm like oh maybe i'm not as good as i
1: think so to... <laughs> it's good i think so, that's like it it it's an it's for me it's an invaluable part of the process and I'm, I'm happy to write melodies and and write lyrics and stuff like that and a lot of them are personal things to me um I don't really ever explain to the guys what the songs are about. I try and not do it when people ask. Cause I think it's just, for me, music, in the past, the things that I've always found have drawn me to music are when lyrics and, and melodies have engaged me. I've not really known what they're about, so you can draw comparisons yeah. in your own life to them. And I, I've, I, I generally really hate answering that question of being like, oh, what's this song about? Because it's like, I don't really want to tell you, to be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I
0: always like people to make up their own, because like, it will yeah. resonate with somebody in a different way. So, what the, I mean, the guys in the band know what, some of the songs are about because it's just come up in conversation
1: yeah likewise yeah yeah
0: but then for somebody listening from the outside it might mean something completely different it's like oh that's great if that's what it means to you run with it like it doesn't matter what it means to me if it means something else to you
1: exactly yeah i mean i I won't shy away from answering if the guys directly ask me and ben is often uh, often asks i think actually probably more than anyone else what it's about um but like artists that have kind of touched me the most in my life, music, music that I've in, I've enjoyed and that I've you know had on repeat because something's really kind of like resonated with me. It's always because it's drawn something in comparison to my own life. And although I'll you know avidly try and learn the lyrics and stuff like that, it's kind of how you just twist that and shape that into your own own kind of personal narrative and what's going on with you. So I kind of try and avoid avoid kind of putting too much heat on that part of the songwriting process and just let people think what they want really.
0: Yeah, let it speak for itself.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So, latest release, no memes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We need to start getting some better ideas for our song names here, mate. This is getting pretty stupid now.
0: <laughs> Do you want to run through some of the song names?
1: The single released before that was called Don't Come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, we had we had a meeting with a, a very established and, and very helpful, might I add, lady from the music industry to kind of help steer us um, in the right direction for more kind of... I guess making us more commercially viable and to kind of assist us in releases and stuff like that. And we had to have a big kind of Zoom call with all the band guys in and this lady. And she was like, so you're single, don't come. And everyone's just there like, like, trying not to laugh. Because that came around from some stupid game we used to play when we were at like venues and stuff. When we were watching other bands, like if Ali was standing next to me or something, I'd like hit him in the balls or the dick and just like pretend to beat him off and say, don't come. And then, like, for some reason, some idiot put that into the fucking list of song names as to why it was there. So now forevermore. Like, so stupid. No memes was because I sent Ben a message in the band chat saying, can we start calling our songs, like, proper names and not just meme titles instead? Can we just, like, have some actual song names that aren't just memes? So then he just named the session file No Memes. And by the time I'd finished demoing it, then it's just like, well, you can't change it from anything from that, can you? it's like, everyone's in their fucking face saying don't come and No <laughs> Memes So so dumb
0: because i remember you saying that to me and i was like that's f- like it's slightly odd because we were leaving and you gave me a cuddle and we were embracing for a while and you're like oh this is a proper singer's cuddle and then you just lent in and you were like don't come <laughs> right? i was like
1: that's about right
0: too late too late, too late you've me before
1: yeah that's uh that's the, i think that was exactly what we were doing at the time because uh, we Thought in our immature way that it was fucking hilarious. I don't know why, but yeah. I like that though
0: because su- like, you don't really want to be like while you want to be taken seriously as a band. You don't want people to go oh, there like, fucking pretentious as fuck. Yeah, what what yeah. a headache they are.
1: No, no, I I, I, I don't really mind it as, you know, as much as I protest about it. It's something that's like it's one of those weird, quirky things. It makes you cringe a little bit, or me makes me cringe a little bit, but. At the same time, I still find it quite funny because it's just, I mean, Ali has like a list in his phone of when everyone's been like drunk or been hanging out at band practice. Someone said something stupid that's just been added to the list of potential song names. And some of them are just so dumb. Next time I, I <laughs> see you, I'll, I'll get him to read them all out because there's just so many stupid, stupid names in there. Of like pages of just idiocy. Doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't have to. You know, music can be fun and should be fun yeah. at the same time.
0: Yeah, so go listen to No Memes. Do you want to plug it?
1: Um, Yeah, we we certainly can. If you check out uh, Spotify, um, we have a music video up on YouTube. Um, You can stream it on Apple Music. I think you can stream it on Deezer. You can stream it pretty much everywhere you want to. But if you go through our band Facebook, um, New Hope, you'll be able to find um, the links to everything on there. Um, And I will send Matt the link tree to our stuff for this when it goes out, so you can put it in the description, which basically means below that you'll be able to see Linktree, which will aggregate out links for all of our social media, our merch store, and all of our music, and uh, get, get Matt to do that somehow.
0: Are you being paid by Linktree as well?
1: <laughs> I, was, uh, I was hyping Discord before this to Matt, and he was just asking me, are you paid by Discord? Was, yeah, so we're doing
0: bitch. this over Discord, and Josh gave me like the perfect like, advert for Discord and all the <laughs> benefits of having it. And what a fucking salesman. So Linktree's in there as well. Not a yeah.
1: sponsor. No, neither of them are a sponsor yet. But Linktree, if you're hearing this, hit my up for some sponsorship, please. And uh, same with Discord. Do something good for once, Discord. Don't sell to Microsoft. Sponsor Matt instead. Exactly. Can I, can I reverse plug you?
0: If, if you um, want, I mean, we've got oh, nothing coming out. So. <laughs>
1: no, I meant, I, meant, I was going to say, no, I, I meant actually your clothing line. Cause obviously something which is like really interesting. Cause Jamie had talked about doing clothing line for ages, but Matt has pretty much crowdfunded, designed and done everything, um, to release his own clothing line over lockdown, which is, um, hugely industrious compared to what I've done during lockdown, which is just get fatter and do nothing. Um, so, <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, if you haven't already, obviously, Shape, shape through Fate Apparel. Um, is it Shape through Fate Apparel or Shape through Fate Clothing?
0: Uh, it's Shape through Fate Apparel, but I just refer to it as Shape through Fate, although that does sound like an early emo band.
1: That's good. Early emo six, so I'm not going to have a problem with that. But, yeah, if you haven't and you are hearing this and somehow you've managed to find his Shape through Fate <laughs> podcast and not checked out his Shape 3 Fate clothing line, then uh, you, you, go and do so. Um, there's some really cool stuff in there, and he's deserving of all the money and attention you can give him.
0: There is going to be a um, collaboration with Jamie, actually. We've spoken about it.
1: Is there really? See, yeah, Jamie is uh, very hush-hush about his uh, his endeavours.
0: I, I, well, I, I say that. I mentioned it to him, and he was like, yeah, cool.
1: That's that's all you'll ever get that's from Jamie. That's as far as it's yeah. got. So that's yeah. as
0: good as done for me. So. It,
1: well, that is as good as done for Jamie. He's, uh, he's a man of few words um, in, in everything, really. Uh, if, if you're hoping to have some kind of, like, organised professional interaction with Jamie, you're fucking barking at the wrong tree, mate. But he is very talented. and uh, He is very talented. De- and he will definitely do some uh, some good work. And he's very good at doing kind of, like, to be fair, so all your graphic design for your much stuff has been excellent as well. But he's, he's also very good at that kind of stuff. So it'd be good to see a collaboration between you two. Well,
0: right, let's get on to shows then, because yes. it's not like it's a groundbreaking announcement that, erica drive a new hope and basement league are going to do a tour in august
1: yes we are um so,
0: so.
1: yeah i'm obviously I, I can i can read out the runs that confirm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, all i've yeah. got
0: on my screen is you because i'm screen recording so i can't <laughs> get anything up <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so august 18th i think the tour kicks off in leeds uh which is at hyde park book club um, which isn't actually a book club so don't stress guys uh, we won't get told to turn down in there and if we do i'll be pissing so don't worry um, 19th is in Manchester Manning on the Map Retro um, Which would be sick Manchester is A real good ven- venue uh, It's great player. venue We're just playing Great the venue city. Just playing in the city centre <laughs> We're setting up We're busking For the show yeah. I'll try. Um, <laughs> Outside there yeah. <laughs> we're wearing Chelsea t-shirts To get our teeth kicked in Um <laughs> then August 20th, we're in Birmingham at the Asylum, which is, again, I don't know who's managed to get... That's going to be sick. Yeah, that's going to be so good. Like, the asylum, so, I, I've seen so many bands there um, across my, my, my life, and I've, I'm really hyped to be playing there. Um, Northampton, I don't know where we're playing, which follows on the 21st. Um, all but the that venues is, are
0: closed in Northampton, haven't But like, All of them seem to be going.
1: Loads of them have shut down, yeah. They've had a real downturn, um, uh, which is a shame. But I think that's Cameron's hometown, isn't it? Yeah. So hope we'll sort something out. I think the twenty fifth is still to be confirmed. Um, then the Thursday is uh, Bristol at the Exchange, another great venue. Um, like Bristol is a sick city to play in as well. That's a real nice city too. Oh,
0: the twenty fifth, because I, I, I think I booked this one in. Uh, it is in Gloucester. Oh, is it? That's oh, right next to where I live. the Dick oh, Whittington.
1: We're gonna have a great time there then. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll uh, that'd be good actually because I. I mean, I've lived in Hereford for a decade now and I've never played a show near here. Worcester obviously has a couple of venues which are pretty decent, I think. Um, and you know, Gloucester does, Cheltenham does and Swindon does, which are all around here. But we've never been asked to play a show there and we've chased loads of shows Wait,
0: there. I, I might have lied to you then. I'm th- the place that we're going is like 45 minutes north of Bristol. That's not you, is it?
1: That's Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, I'm not far. I'm, it only takes an hour to get to Bristol from here, an hour and 15 minutes.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, there.
1: There's only one Gloucester in, in England. So, if it's Gloucester, we're playing in Gloucester there, and that is about 45 minutes north of Bristol, at the M5.
0: I'll say it's Gloucester. Yeah, it's Gloucester. We're going fucking
1: there. Gloucester. We're playing in fucking Gloucester on the 25th. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I'm going to be playing anyway. know where everyone else is going to be. Um, then on the uh, 26th is Bristol, which you just said. 27th is going to be at the Anvil in Bournemouth. Um, the Anvil is a- actually, I have to say, other than the loading, which is just down a set of disgusting concrete stairs into some kind of pit at the back the Anvil is one of my favourite venues to play I really like playing there it's got a really good sound set up um, a real cool vibe to it and there's Spoons over the road so like, if you want to get your teeth busted in by a load of chatters you can straight afterwards
0: I do like the Anvil I've got such a soft spot for the Anvil yeah
1: it's such a good venue I genuinely not you know, not blowing smoke up your arse uh, that's really good I, re- but, I
0: reckon we're going to sell it out as well I reckon that's going to sell out
1: that'll be sick cause it's, yeah, it, it
0: gets so sweaty down there
1: it's awesome when it gets sweaty down there, though. Yeah. Um, but just to quickly segue into that, obviously that would be a really good set of shows for us, all three of us as bands, but if anyone is listening to this and is on the fence about going, you should definitely come down. Um, even if you just want to come down for some drinks and hang out, um, because there's been a load of live music venues that have shut down over the lockdown period because they haven't been able to survive financially. And for small upcoming bands like ourselves, um, obviously Matt with doing his own solo stuff, found Erica Drive, us in The New Hope, and Basement League, these places are super important, if nothing else than just to, you know, <laughs> none of us may ever be, you know, uh, professional musicians, but loads of people who have become professional musicians have come up playing through these kind of venues. And it's, I think it's really important for the UK to have a live music scene still and not just fall into obscurity. Um... Whereas everything gets homogenised into fucking flats, or councils shut places down, or you know places get condemned, there has to be some kind of money put into the arts in the UK. Um, and although obviously it's not your responsibility as citizens to do it, if you fancy coming down for a beer and listening to us sing, then uh, do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was that was. Uh, you should be prime minister. I got <laughs> told the other
1: day that I'd make a good cult leader. Someone said, which I found um, almost a little bit offensive. I wasn't sure. But...
0: Yeah, I don't know whether that's offensive or. I mean, I, I mean, it would be if you were like some suicide cult or something, or you're like a murderous cult. But... Well,
1: that's all I'd want to be. What, what other cults are there? Actually, I suppose it's the kind of cults that you get money from, like Jared Leto earning money from all of his fans, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: Scientology, that's a cult, right? Yeah.
0: So what can people expect from a New Hope show? I've seen <laughs> them, so you describe it to me.
1: Uh, we've we've changed our lives up a lot from that. I think the first show we did at The Anvil, we... Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say we bombed in that nobody really understood us what was
0: going on. Uh, see, I wasn't going to mention it, but there was one review, the only review of the show. <laughs> what review? We found it funny because, like, you're going, oh, make some noise for Erica Drive. Yeah, they're a bit shit. And we found it funny. Like, or you'd say something and everyone would be like, what? And we'd be <laughs> like, no, that's funny. Like, he's... That's funny. And everyone's like, "What? what's this about? And... He, <laughs> One of the reviews was like, I wasn't sure what was going on between the songs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, we've kind of tightened up a little bit from there. And obviously, because we've got a load of new music out, we've kind of changed our our live show. Um, definitely tried to put more energy to it. Um, and less kind of just like meme banter between, um, cause we got, <laughs> <laughs> we got criticized so hard at that fucking show at the end where we were like, ah, okay. So, I mean, we might like it. And like the people that we know, like Erica Drive and Basement Leaf might like it, but everyone else in the audience fucking hates us now. So, uh, yeah, I think it will be fun still. Um, obviously it's not all, Yeah, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, um, and we try and put on a kind of energetic live performance, really. It's going to be loud, there's going to be breakdowns, there's going to be some screaming, there's going to be some some nice vocal hooks, um, and uh, probably going to be some, uh, some digs at everyone else who's on the set that evening. Just a couple.
0: Nice. A lot of sweat guaranteed. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a sweaty show, that is.
0: I mean, this is basically me passing off my work because I get fucking lazy, so when we did the run with Basement League, I got Cameron to sing one of the songs because I couldn't be fucked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now i'm gonna get you to do one and cameron to do one so if we're playing six songs i'm four songs that's it i'm done
1: that's i'm gonna get you guys to do the same thing then we could just uh take it easy then for a couple of the things in there um i, I mean I ha- i'd love to come and, and do it i always feel kind of like awkward pl- singing other people's songs because i feel like i'm never never doing it justice and yeah, you know, no bullshit. I really enjoy, uh, you know, a lot of the Eric Drive songs. Uh, I've I've listened to quite a bit of your solo stuff as well as it's come up, and I've enjoyed pretty much all of it. So I always feel a bit a bit of imposter syndrome singing someone's
0: music. <laughs> Don't worry, it. I think I've got a video of Cameron. Cameron sang on Better Man. We did Better Man together, us and Cameron, and he fucking smashed it. And it's good because it meant that I could go and dance instead of just being tied to a microphone all the time.
1: Yeah, there is, there is definitely that element of it. Um, you'd like to be able to boogie a little bit if you haven't got to do it. If you want me to jump on a track, I'll happily do it, especially if we're doing runs together. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. I'm going to force Cameron into some stuff as well. I like to. We've we we we've got an ongoing kind of like meme of just like getting Cameron and getting him to do things he doesn't like to do. Did you hear the story about what, why Basement League are called cool Basement League? Because they used to wrestle each other. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, I, so. I've, I've got Isaac governor. I was going to ask him, but you can tell me and then oh, I'll tie it up. No, you tell me this story and I'll tie it up with what he says.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so then find the I'm, re- I'm
1: ringing on your parade here, Isaac, you fucking, c- huh? um, no, Isaac's lovely. Uh, so, uh, Cameron said that the reason they're called Basement League is because they used to wrestle each other and that was what they're kind of like, the group that they were wrestling in was called, the Basement League. So whoever was like the top of the chain was like top of the Basement League, basically, in terms of who was winning all the wrestling fights, which I think was James, like their bass player.
0: I can imagine it would either be James or Nathan, the drummer.
1: Yeah, yeah, James or Nathan, they'd both, both be in there. Um,
0: like, I don't know, actually, because Isaac, he, he'd have a fucking... It's whiry, if he man. goes, he, he'd it's go.
1: He's like, a, he's like a terrier, isn't he? Do you know what yeah, I mean? he's a like, brummie,
0: he'd, he'd go. like if he's gonna fight he'd fight
1: exactly but i think because it's like a friendly fight rather than them actually like you know they're not brought away they're wrestling they're grappling for for strength i think i think yeah i think from from what cameron said james was in top but anyway cameron came up here to record some stuff for us um for uh a song ages ago um which has been released actually i think um which he just did some backing for us came off the weekend to hang out and then he wanted to kind of, like, he wanted to wrestle us, basically. Why? <laughs> was, he was real pissed. And I think he 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 um he'd got, like, this uh, extendable duster that was in my kitchen. And I, like, wrapped it across my knuckles really hard. Like, fucking cracked it. And, like, broken the duster over my knuckles. I think he was just pissed, like, just, just messing around or whatever. But, like, it really hurt. And I was real angry. Um,
0: broke my duster <laughs> from my knuckles. Okay, yeah, that's not something yeah. I thought I did today.
1: Yeah, it was weird. I don't know what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know where I was expecting this to go. <laughs> he
1: was always going to divorce. <laughs> so he didn't. He wanted to wrestle me um, and just like. I just pinned him <laughs> and held, held him there. And then afterwards, he was, like, insistent that, like, he then had to wrestle Ali. He was like, "Well, oh, Ali's going to be your second best because Chris and Sheen's not here. So I'm going to wrestle Ali. I'm going to wrestle Ali. <laughs> and there's, like, a video somewhere. I think I put it into our combined band chat of, like, Ali just sat on him, like, with his body, like, curved. So, like, Cameron's head is on the floor. and Like, his spine is curved round and his, like, ass is in the air with his, like, his legs dangling. And Ali's just sat on his legs so he can't get out of that position. Yeah, from, from there, we just like to kind of do things to get Cameron, really challenge him mentally and physically Fair enough.
0: well apparently have you, as Isaac mentioned to you were getting Airbnbs has he mentioned that
1: uh, he hasn't but that was something we were going to address for you guys anyway because that tends to be the easiest way for bands now like, especially if you're touring yeah. with a group of people to just get Airbnbs because the cost is so much cheaper
0: um, I say that like me and Isaac have discussed it it was a message that he sent me and I've read it that to me is a conversation
1: that is a conversation yeah that's so, definitely I mean yeah. that, that would actually probably be a pretty sound thing I, I'm, I'm not really in like yeah, you know, as much as this is probably not done much to help my cause, I'm definitely uh, less into tour partying now than I was before. But so I won't be anyone. I won't be pissing on any floors in any Airbnbs. Don't worry. Um, will be being a lot more. Still wrestle Cameron, though. Oh, I'm gonna wrestle that little bitch straight away as soon as I see him. God, the God last,
0: last time, the last show I played before lockdown was with Basement League. I went up and did an acoustic set because we were booked to play it, but we didn't go. So I went and did an Erica acoustic was, set.
1: At the engine rooms, right?
0: That was a uh, Slaughtered Lamb.
1: Slaughtered Lamb, sorry. I, I knew it was somewhere because Cameron recorded that and sent it to me. Or Cameron did, or snippet, a, a snippet of it. Or Isaac did, I can't remember. Sent it in the chat. So I think we watched a bit of your set through someone Facebook live streaming, oh, okay. I think. I, I seem to recall, I don't know who it was. Someone from Basement League did it. Um, the Slaughtered Lamb's a cool venue, actually. I like it, it there. Is lovely. that in Kingston-upon-Thames, am I thinking somewhere else?
0: I honestly wouldn't know. I, like, I'm so bad with geography, I just get in the back of a car and get taken somewhere. All it's right. a very hostage type situation when I go to a show.
1: That sounds more like kind of like Mr. Eggshot. You're rolling up on a limousine. <laughs> yeah. the, the driver takes me to the show, darling. Don't worry.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're stopping. Okay, I'll get some food now. We're yeah. back in the van. We're at the venue. Okay, cool. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound a bit big time that. but I'm just shit at geography. Like I could travel 10 minutes to my house and be lost.
1: Uh, I travel everywhere for work. So it's all uh, you kind of learn places you go from there. It's ingrained in my mind for no reason whatsoever. It's not useful. I'd rather get ferried somewhere actually. Before we sign this off, what's going on for you musically? Um, well, leave on leave on a mat note then. If there's anything else you want to ask me, of course.
0: I've got two. Oh, two. I didn't No, you had any I no, no, you. no I've, I've got three. So where I said we're oh, setting well, traditions, I don't know where else to be. No, you're <laughs> right. I've got to get off and watch my Cambridge United game. So,
1: <laughs> You've got two hours. <laughs> you, it?
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. If we're getting promoted today, I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> Yeah, so where I said we're setting traditions, so basically I'll answer that and then we can go on to the traditions. Erica Drive have got a five-track EP that we're going to release as singles starting whenever. I don't actually know.
1: Is it finished Is it finished in writing?
0: Finished. It's, it's recorded. Uh, in the process of being mastered. We've got a video for it. We've got a guest on there who I couldn't believe we actually got him on there which is... Are you brittle. allowed
1: to say it or are you going to keep it as part of the suspense? It's fine To if be you fair,
0: I can always blank it out.
1: Uh, of course you can. Like, I can
0: do whatever I want with the audio. Uh, wow.
1: Oh, sick. How so, on earth you managed
0: to get him to come? Yeah. It's lockdown.
1: You're so... I mean, you've been incredibly prolific with writing stuff for, you, for your solo career. Um,
0: yeah. I just... I got bored. Like, I was, I was furloughed, so I was off work for like 100 days. I got so wow. fucking bored. I was like, I need to do something to kill some time now.
1: Well, that's a great so, use to, to yeah. have, have that kind of like avenue to release that stuff as well. And kind of, it's it's you know a lot of I'm not I'm not you know shitting on anyone here, but a lot of kind of people who release kind of like the the solo singer songwriter stuff kind of the, the level that we're at is it's always like really poorly produced or really like rough and round the edges. And your stuff was actually it was pretty it was pretty damn, <laughs> damn 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 well done. I was uh, I was yeah, pleasantly surprised. Um, did you do that yourself then?
0: Yeah, it was just me in the room that I'm in now. Oh, is so it? I was, yeah, so like, yeah, I did um, re- did all the record. I've got um, the guy that did the last Erica Drive EP. I had him on a Zoom call, and he was showing me how mixing works and all that. So I did it all myself, and like the piano and the strings, I'd program in, or I'd play like one hand on the piano and then go over it with the right because I can't play the piano. I was like, I know what I want it to sound like, but
1: just kind of getting it to that stage. That's that's it. Well. Have you you got more plans to release more solo stuff? You got more stuff in the pipeline you've been writing? Like, where are you at with that?
0: So the next one I want to release is a, like a, it's a band's thing. So it's not going to be Erica Drive, but it will be a band. And I want to write, because I'm really big on serial killer documentaries. Like, I love, I say I love, I don't like, there's nothing to love about a serial killer. But I'm fascinated by him.
1: Is that why you've got that Ted Bundy tattoo across your back? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fascinating.
0: Do you want to see my John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got a, a, a lampshade made by Ed Gein here for you. Yeah.
0: yeah, so my plan is I want to do, it's potentially like biting off a lot. I want to do like an audio book, which is like a front to back story. And I'll have voice sure. actors doing it. And I'm going to put like eight or nine songs in there. So it'll be an audio book with music. So you'll have like a two minute track that's a bit of the story and then it'll play a song. And you can listen to it as either just the audiobook, the whole lot, or just the the music. It will stand a cool. lot on, on its own. That's the plan.
1: That'd be sick. That's uh, that's quite interesting because I I I'm, I'm obviously I haven't done any market research on this because I've just heard the idea now, but I don't think I've ever come across anything like that. I mean, maybe someone else has already kind of done something similar but I mean incredibly theatrical but also um interesting enough to be just just a a great kind of idea on its own to stand up on its own legs as not only an audiobook but also an audiobook with music to kind of couple in you cannot just use that to run between segments if you're the stories you're telling and stuff that'd be so good
0: yeah I think the only issue is I'm being like really harsh on myself because every track's got to be like a, a single
1: I think with that kind of endeavor though because there's no time frame on it you have the opportunity to. It's, it's probably it's probably a solid move to make to kind of come to it each time and say is this the best that I, i'm right now and although that's probably not um not good in terms of you know churning out creativity as in that obviously you can get frustrated with yourself for not getting to where you want to with the songs it, it overall it will benefit in the end so it's probably a worthwhile endeavor to kind of keep keep pushing that you know, best practice best song kind of of, of idea down i think that will come out really well
0: yeah so that's what we're doing and then there's all the shape through fate stuff as well so yeah busy busy
1: That's good. That's good to be busy. Are you back at work now?
0: Yeah, I'm on my third job. So I got my redundant from the first one. Oh, shit. uh, It was was one of them that I was like, I fucking hated it anyway, but I was so comfortable that I didn't leave. Uh, And then I became a fishmonger. So I went from being a graphic designer to a fishmonger.
1: Is that why you grew grew up that beard and and got that hat? that's a very fishmonger look. Pretty much,
0: yeah. Yeah. Big yellow wellies and stuff. (laughs) And then, yeah, I'm back graphic designing now. So it's been an odd fucking time.
1: I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I always thought you fucking stunk of fish anyway. So like, that's fucking right. <laughs> no
0: as well as my John Wayne Gacy, you should see my kipper. <laughs> or you should be taste my kipper. Taste you my just walk. Kipper. Yeah, you walk into a room and you can taste my kipper
1: straight away off the bat as soon as he comes in. You can taste it in the air before he arrives. It's like sulphur from the volcano. You can smell it miles away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, Matt smells fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Three questions.
1: Quick fire questions. Yeah, we go?
0: I'm gonna put you on the spot. Go for it. Don't think about it, just say it. I'll try Top five bands at the moment.
1: But for me, uh, oh God, so difficult. Um, can, I, can I get my Spotify to see my last, like what I've been listening to recently? Is that all right? Yeah, come on. Uh, it's not that quick, but I'm trying to make sure I remember all my names. My names? I've only really got one name. Uh been listening to a lot of Hot milk recently. Um, they're pretty good from Manchester, I think. I think from Manchester. Kind of pop rock. Um, been enjoying them. Um Boys of Fall released an album last year that I've had on repeat, like constantly equal distance. That is an absolutely phenomenal kind of like emo metal, kind of like jazzy record. It's so fucking good going to it if you haven't already. Um Yours Truly self care, kind of a little bit paramory I guess, but they're Australian. I really enjoyed that record. Um It's just, she's got some amazing vocals on there, like, beyond awesome. Um, uh, Weirdly enough, I've been listening to... You know um, Spencer Stello from Periphery? He did a song, uh, an album with from First to Last. Right. Um, Obviously, when Sonny Moore was probably off doing something else, being Skrillex, Um, I've been listening to that loads. And Hurtwave, they're kind of like... um, the guys from Dayseeker have done kind of like a synth pop kind of side project. And I've been listening to that like non-stop. That's really good kind of mood music when you're driving at night or early in the morning. And that's five, I think, isn't
0: it? Yeah, we've hit five. I, I was going to give you a heads up on that so you could prepare. But then I thought it might be more fun to just get it off the fucking cuff.
1: If I, it's more that I couldn't remember some of the names of the album. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to that song. Who the fuck's that by? Thought I better get on my Spotify and see. Because um, that's what's been on my kind of repeat recently.
0: One song that you think everyone should hear? Uh,
1: probably the first song off that Boys of Fall record, Distance, um, which is called Distance. So, Distance by Boys of Fall.
0: You're going to have to message me that because I ain't going to fucking remember. Although I've got the audio, I can just listen back to it.
1: I'll just send it to your link in your Discord and your general channel. Oh, you- Discord, get
0: the plug in. Get the plug in, guys. <laughs> right, last one then. So, you've done some dodgy shit that's got you on death row because England's brought back capital punishment. I'm not again. You've got your last meal. Start a main, dessert, and drink. What are you having?
1: Um, can I get my mum to cook it? I do I have to get it from a restaurant.
0: You can get it from. It's your last meal. You can have whatever you want. You get it from wherever you want.
1: My mum's a phenomenal cook. Anything she'd make, there I'd be happy with. So for starters, probably go with something like you know something quite nice, Mediterranean, like a stuffed pepper go something like that that'd be pretty nice main I've never really been that into like steak I don't really like my meat like with loads of blood and shit in it still so uh, just get me like a like a, it's just a heathen thing to say but get me some kind of well done burger I'm just gonna have that um, I, <laughs> <laughs> <some> chicken. <laughs> chicken actually a chicken wrap that'd be pretty sick some nice fresh salad a little bit of you know vinaigrette dressing in there and some chicken in there a bit of mayonnaise maybe a bit of mustard I'll go down with that I mean maybe can I have more than one wrap though because it's my last one
0: if it classes as main if you can eat it all as the main course then yeah you can have whatever I can eat you want. all of
1: it mate I I was, yeah, I eat all those wraps. And dessert, um, I'm not really a sweet guy, I don't really eat a lot of sweet foods. Despite being fat, I don't eat a lot of chocolate or anything. Um, puddings, like summer fruit pudding, my mum makes summer fruit pudding, which is like bread that you line a bowl with, and then you put all the summer fruits from the garden in there, like black currants, strawberries, raspberries anything that's good in there goes breeze like make it at the end of the sun with all the fruit and like make kind of like a bit of a syrup from the fruit the water and that like soaks through the bread then you put it in the fridge to set and like turn it over and when you get cut, cut into it and it's got like all fruit inside of it that's well nice i get on board with that i mean if there's like if they're trying to rush me because i spent too much time eating the wraps just give me a can of rice pudding i eat that shit
0: <laughs> i don't know whether there's a time limit it? to be honest i never thought Never thought, oh, is there a death, is like a death row time limit on your last meal?
1: I presume your last meal was the day before and you got executed in the morning. Or yeah,
0: you'd imagine night before, yeah, and then your game's over.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, normal. they don't want you to shit yourself, so presumably you've got to go for a shit first.
0: Yeah, in the uh, suburbia toilets.
1: Yeah. Which, uh... <laughs> you're feeling sick, you're a bit nervous about the death row. You can be sick in the urinal as well. Clog that shit <laughs> up too. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a very succinct answer because there's. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean,
0: what, what you're washing it down with? You need to drink. You can't have that I can't have
1: a drink. Just get me a really big, really tasty, like, tall glass full of ice. Ice to the brim, not halfway up, not, like, a few cubes. That's a waste of my fucking time. To the top uh, of, like, a really strong, like, vodka and monster. Like, a, yeah, monster mango, something like that. I'll get in that. I mean, you might as well have an alcoholic drink for the last one, get a little buzz on before I'm you go out, right? Yeah. And if there's any, like, crack going around, I'll take a hoof on a crack pipe because I've never smoked any crack and I think if I'm going to die anyway, I might as well have a little go.
0: I'm sure we can, we'll put that in the dessert section as well. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it cracks the sweet treat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think we're done then, mate. Last chance to plug anything.
1: Um... Well, yeah. P- f- check out the link tree again. Um, please come and have a look at our stuff. Please, fucking begging any, please, 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 fucking please. I'll do fucking anything for you if you would just do that for me, please. Um, no, check out my stuff. Make sure you do. Uh, obviously, if you're here, hopefully it's because you already have. Um, check out Erica Drive. Check out Slade's stuff. Check out Shape Through Fate. Um, and please come check out a New Hope as well. If you feel like it's something you're into, jump into you know onto our Facebook. Leave us a comment, even if it's horrible. Uh, you can jump into our Discord. Another <laughs> Discord plug there, um, <laughs> and i uh, chat with us. Or is that know. live now? No, it goes live this weekend, but by the time... Although I
0: said, I don't know when this is going out, so yeah, it'll probably be live by
1: the time I think think the post for it will actually be tomorrow, so everyone can join from there who wants to, and obviously we'll be in there, like, playing games or whatever, just chatting most evenings. We're around doing bits and pieces, but we'll also just post stuff like demos and things in there, so if you want to see any new music we're releasing, we're going to start, like, giving people a bit of an advanced listen to it before it comes out, because we're small enough that no one gives a shit when we release something anyway, so... We might as well get some feedback before then
0: so yeah it's the plug then There is the plug come and check out a new hope thanks for being the first one mate i do appreciate it you are, you're you're <laughs> the you're the first guest
1: no i'm honestly thank you for having me on here um it. hopefully it's been an interesting enough thing obviously like if there's anything you know beyond reason you feel free to cut it out and just have large sections of heavily <laughs> <laughs> <Hopefully> redacted <laughs> things in there but um yeah right Ends up being yeah, 10 minutes exactly. <laughs> Just a quick quick answer to each question straight away. <laughs> just like cut, cut heavily in them. <laughs> I'll,
0: just t- I'll take a sound bite and I'll make all the questions. Let <laughs> yes no. oh, <laughs> a second.
1: Yes. No. There you go, you got a nice 2K one.
0: Perfect, that's it's... all I need. That's no, mate, all I need.
1: I'm happy to be on. I'm looking forward to hearing it. And uh, if you send me the link through when it comes out, I'll bang it out through the New Hope page, obviously, as well. Um, so we can... Good. You know, I'm sending like 5K people following it, but it's still still good to see if anyone get a couple of clicks through. That'll help.
0: Yeah, and I will see you in August.
1: You will. I hope the game goes well for you guys today, and I hope you get promoted, mate.
0: Oh, Keep an eye on it, mate. Five o'clock, I'm going to be paralytic, running around litching with Travers with no clothes <laughs> on. So... <laughs> All oh, right, mate. You take it easy. Okay, buddy.
1: Thank you. Sweet.
0: See you later, Bye. mate. Bye.